Firstly, I would like to thank um, Radio Africa Day for inviting us to come um, uh, and have a chat. Um, it's actually an honor for us to come here and, and share our experience for the first year of broadcasting um, on the radio. Um, firstly, I would just like to introduce ourselves and explain to you where we come from and how we got to where we are today and um, how we survived the whole year of, 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 of broadcasting this year. Um, firstly, our company is Vision View, um, which is a, a company which owns a couple of group of uh, media and uh, broadcasting um, uh, companies. Um, as you see, our logo basically explains exactly who we are. We, we view the vision. We have the vision to view everything that is coming in the world of media and broadcasting. That's what we believe in and that's what we believe we're going to be doing. Um, my first slide is just what I'm going to be talking about, um, the topics that I'm going to be talking about today. Um, the first one is just explaining who we are, where we come from, our background, why we're in the space that we're in, and how we got to where we are today. Uh, the first thing that I would like to talk about today is um, basically who I am. My name is Mafadimpuru. Um, I'm from a little village called Drikop in Begasfort in, in uh, Limpopo. It's a very small town. Um, and um, basically, I just showed that, that we can actually do anything you want. It doesn't matter where you ca come from. Um, the company, our group company is called Vision View. It started by me and a guy called Edi Siani. Um, we do uh, a few things, a couple of things. These are some of our clients that we've handled over the years in the sporting world. Um, we've worked with Supersport, Al Jazeera, Octagon, Tensport in India, ESPN in America, CAF in Africa, and SABC, obviously. Um, the other thing that I wanted to explain to people, we also own a fleet of outside broadcast vehicles in the TV world. Uh, we own uh, five of them, one based in Zambia. Um, we also own TV studios. Basically, that's our background. That's how we started. We also run a system integration company. We build uh, TV studios, outside broadcast vehicle in the TV space. Um, we also create content on television, TV shows. Um, these are some of the shows that we've created over the years. Firstly, I'd like to talk about um, the process of developing ideas in terms of how do you come to a point where you decide you want to do something. Um, we sat down about five years ago and we wanted to diversify our business because our business was mostly television and broadcasting television and in the sports world. And um, we started developing an idea of starting a radio station that deals with only sports and concentrating in uh, sporting content. And uh, obviously when you're developing ideas, there's challenges that come across and um, while we were still developing our idea and thinking how we we're going to do it, we found that a lot of people were thinking like us, even though the content that they wanted to produce on their digital radio stations were not sport, were just music and uh, uh, current affairs. So as we were developing our idea, I mean, uh, people like uh, uh, Gareth Cliff came on board, uh, people like Thibaut Touch came on board. They started before us, but we always had the idea. So it's always difficult sometimes when you have an idea, you don't implement quickly. Other people are thinking the same way as you. So those are some of the challenges that you meet as you're starting to start something brand new. But what we always knew is that we, we, we're starting a different content, basically, to what they were doing. And then the transition from TV to, uh, from, from TV production to radio is simply, as I said before, that 
we were a sporting production TV company and we thought if we diversify and move our business to a different platform that we've never had, it can be a new uh, uh, revolutionary thing that is happening in South Africa. As in South Africa, there was no sports um, radio or a specific radio station that deals with sport. All the other radio stations, either they do news pieces or they've got an hour show or two show, two, uh, two hour show, and they concentrate on certain sports only. So we, we saw it fit to start something that we handle sport holistically in the country. Why did we get into digital space? I think the reasons are very simple. Um, the first reason is because obviously it's difficult to get a license uh, to broadcast on a FM platform or terrestrial platform. But we look at it as an advantage because our thinking was that then the scope is bigger, we can reach people worldwide, and we can be able to communicate South African sporting content to, anywhere, to anyone and anywhere in the world. The second thing is that the whole world has got access to listening to us live and instantly and getting information that we're trying to give them. We also use our podcast system in our app to basically emphasize our stories or our topics that we've spoken about on the day. And obviously, podcast is not a new thing to everyone these days. Everyone knows about it. But what we find is a lot of people, they say to us, why don't we just do a podcast and then leave it? Then we say, no, we want to broadcast like a normal radio and then emphasize our topics and our stories through podcast, basically. The other thing that I saw it fit was to create platforms that are local, with uh, local partners and local developers instead of taking platforms overseas or wherever and using them to broadcast. So we build our own platforms from scratch, servers, um, uh, the app and everything. So we use the local people to do that so that we can create our own uh, uh, content and so that, the, so that the, the, the content can sit only on our platform and you can be able to control it. The other reasons why we went digital also is because obviously there are no rules in the digital world. We don't have too much red tape. We can say and do what we want as however way we want it. But we try our best to keep to the South African laws and um, South African ways of broadcasting um, just to be in a comfortable space. So we try and, 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 and balance the two because we want to be a, rep a reputable radio station basically. That's what we're trying to do. The other thing that we're trying to do is, uh, as I said earlier on, we're trying to create a value chain as a radio station. So we, we do everything from developing the app. We did everything from uh, uh, controlling the servers. We run our own servers. And we're using local people to actually do that. We found that being much more easier to deal with and more, um, if I can call it, it's more conducive for us because we can deal with the people on a daily basis. They're in our office. We can run with them every single day. And also it creates jobs for our local people. The other thing about digital radio station is also cheaper to do it. There's cheaper ways of doing it. There's a traditional ways of running radio or having the radio, normal radio equipment. But if you want to start something or you want to start running content on a digital platform, it's as easy as getting a laptop, a software, and two microphones and people talking or playing music. So we found it also being much more easier and cheaper to start the radio station um, in that particular format in the digital world. So we find it very viable and easier to communicate, and we find it very easier to operate. Our next slide is I want to talk about the importance of sport 
worldwide that maybe some people then actually understand why sport is so important to people and to the country in South Africa or the Sadek region, which is something that we're concentrating on mostly. Um, this speech was said by Mandela, obviously, in 2001, those who don't know, at Monaco, in Monaco for the Luria Sports Awards. Basically, if you read the speech, a lot of people, they know about the speech, but they actually don't ab absorb the content of the speech. I think it's a very, very important speech. You'll see in my next slide, I explain why I say that. Because Mr. Nelson Mandela said that sport has the power to change the world. It has the power to inspire. It has the power to unite people in the way that, like, uh, that little else does. It speaks to the youth in a language that they understand. Sport can create hope. We once there <clears throat> was not only despair, it is more powerful than government in breaking down racial barriers. Basically, what I want to talk about in the next slide is that a lot of people, what they don't know about sport is that I've been in sport now for almost 18 years. What a lot of people don't understand about sport is that in every community, it's a very key element of the community. It's the only format of content that everyone understands. So we found it very important that we have to communicate to people in a sporting way because it has no, it has no judgment in between people and situations. So if you're a supporter of a team or supporter of a sport, that's what it is. If you, have, if you want to have a conversation, that's what it is, and your opinion is your opinion. The first thing that I want to talk about sport unifying the world is that a lot of people don't understand that sport, it's one aspect of the country or of a place or, or, or a continent whereby any class of the community can participate in. That's the first thing I want to talk about. The second thing is, is the only or one of the only things that makes people happy. So the reason why I also put, um, I also put these countries that you see here at the bottom is that every country with a big middle class, if you look at all the countries in the big, with a big middle class in the world, the government actually fund their sport so that people can become happy and people can if I can call it, people can actually come to the middle. They can, they can relate to one thing. So it, it takes all the classes, it makes them one class, and people can relate to the one thing. So what sport does is, is, is it actually brings the people. One Nelson Mandela spoke about is that it brings all the people into one level, basically, if you can put it that way. So if you go to countries like America, they use basketball and American football and other sports to use the tool for people to be happy and to people to think the same. So the reason why sport is important even in our country is for that, is to take anyone from any place to talk about the same thing and understand each other from the same thing. That's why sport is so important. And I think a lot of people, they don't understand why is it important for us to fund or to talk about sports or to make sport a key point of our topics on a daily basis. So we look at sport as a very important aspect of uh, people in the continent, as an important a topic bearer is a, is an important uh, a space for people to talk, to communicate together because it's the only way we can communicate together and understand and have the same understanding. It'll, it'll be sport that uses that we can use to do that. If you look at countries like America, they use basketball and American football. If you look at that, is because what I'm trying to 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 try and explain to people here is that 
if you take basketball, the players or the people that are working around um, basketball or American football, a lot of the players they will be coming from a poor backgrounds, working hard to get into play basketball, while some other person who is on a higher LSM, who's a richer person, will take his money, invest in the sport, and the poor and the rich, they come together in the middle somehow to communicate to everyone. So the younger people and the people from poor communities also aspire to be in the same sport or to understand the sport because they've got role models that are from the same areas. And also they have another role model who's a funder for the sport or the team owner or the organization that owns the team, which is an inspiration for everyone. So it brings those two people into the middle to create a same, uh, same understanding, basically. If you go to India, there's Kabaddi sport and cricket, which only the Indian people understand how to get together is through cricket. It can be from the poor, it can be from the rich, it can be middle class. Everyone gets together, everyone loves cricket in India. If you look at India, in 2007, they came up with an idea of starting the IPL. Before, they used to play cricket, but it used to only be international cricket only. Now they start a league where every Indian can be part of cricket in a different way. So whether you work there, whether you're a player, whether you're a team owner, but they took all the rich people that were in India, they funded the cricket, then you take all the kids from different areas, in poor areas, you bring them into the cricket system. In the middle, you have an understanding of everyone. And when IPL started in 2007, it was number 11 on the, on the, on the, on the financial ranking of sport. Now I think it's number one this year. And also you've created multimillionaire players and industry in the space of 10 years. So that's, what, that's another thing that sport can do basically in the world. It can take people from nothing into something. And then also you create heroes with that. In Australia, you've got Aussie Rules, which is their biggest sport in Australia. And a lot of people think maybe it's cricket or rugby. It's actually Aussie Rules. They fill up 120,000 seater stadiums every weekend. The government funds it, they put money into it, into development. They make sure that those people become heroes for the middle class and the lower class. Netball in, in Australia also is a big sport. Also, that's they do. That's where all the netball players are millionaires. And all those people are from poor areas. They come in, they play the sport. Government funds it, business funds it. Everyone becomes in the middle and everyone understands each other. And also, they become heroic. They become number one in the world. Um, the other sports that I mentioned here, for example, I use English Premier League and the PSL local in South Africa, because the PSL generates the most of money um, in, in, in the country. It's also the same. It's corporate coming in between. It's taking players from nothing, bringing them in the middle and making them, uh, uh, um, if I can call it rich or, or, or sustainable. The money spent in sport worldwide, it's so crazy that all of us every year we hear of all these figures and we always wonder why. It's because it's, sport is the only, 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 only conversation that people can sit down and get to think the same in the same space. And it's the only thing that gives people hope. When everything is down and, 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 and nothing is going to happen, only sport can take people from nowhere and put them in a space where they can communicate and understand each other. Today, this morning, I read an article about the NBA. The transfer market of the NBA, it was worth $2.5 billion in one day. It's, it's worth $2.5 million in, billion in one day. It's worth every team that is in the... Out of, out of the 25 teams, I think 20 of them are worth less than $2 billion. 
in the NBA. And 95% of the NBA players are from communities that have got nothing. Most of them are, are raised by scholarships. Most of them are getting to university because scholarships or some people are sponsoring them. But if you can take a LeBron James from nothing to a multi-billion uh, dollar player, and he's also a friend with the franchise owner of the team that he works with, that means he can help out more to the community and help out the community and get the community to aspire to him and the level that he is. So the importance of sports is actually humongous, more than what we think it is, because we're just supporting a team or a sport or so. So it's actually a big, big community barrier. It breaks a lot of barriers, and it makes people think ahead. In South Africa, you get a lot of kids playing sport with no hope. But one day when they meet their hero or they meet someone who's in the sport and they get a chance, they become something. The reason why also I put there that we're in a third world country with the first world legislation is that in our country we struggle a little bit because a kid wants to play hockey, for example, but he lives in a rural area, there's no hockey pitch. He has to find ways of getting to a team or a school that can play hockey at and so that he can become a superstar. So we, we need to fix that, and we're trying to fix that in terms of our radio station. We're trying to communicate with everyone to balance the situation. We're trying to say if a kid cannot play hockey in the rural area, who's there to help him or her to come to a right school or university to be able to play that particular sport? It doesn't matter what sport it is. So we, we need to communicate that and make people understand. When we started our radio station, one of our biggest things was that we want people to consume sport in a different way. We don't want to look at sport as just a thing where people are just uh, making noise and singing and all of that. We want people to understand sport is a, is a, is a, is a, is a lifestyle thing, it's a community thing, it's a, it's a mindset thing. It's not only just about scoring goals and cheering and singing. While I'm still on the importance of sport is that in our radio station we do sport talk and music. We combine the two at the same time. So while you have the importance of that particular sport or talking about sport or trying to educate people about sport, we also use music to be a, if I can call it a, 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 a icebreaker, if I can call it that. So as you know, music makes people happy, so is sport when you're winning. So if you have the right songs and the right sport, you're always happy and it creates your mind to be free, if I can put it that way. Also, as we know, music is a global language. It doesn't matter what language you speak, so is a sport. So you can watch cricket even though you don't understand it, but when people win, you'll understand that they've won. So the reason why we have music and sport also, what I'm trying to explain on point number four is that we don't want people to consume long content of talking. We break it. So we want them to consume short contents. We break them down with music in between. So we have content and we have music, we have content and we have music. If we have topics that are very deep and long, we break them with music because we don't want people to get bored, especially because we want a digital platform. We want people to be flexible on them. Also, the other thing that we all know is that musicians and sportsmen are always friends or together, or sportsmen want to be musicians, musicians want to be sportsmen. For some reason, they always behave like that because it's the superstardom idea or mentality. So we take music, we mix it with sport, we go serious on the topics or on the issues of sport, but also we break it with the music. So that's what we're trying to do. What, what we also do is that we, we have podcasting because 
in the digital world, podcasting is very important. A lot of people, they say to us, why don't you just podcast? Why don't you just get people to talk to other people and have a conversation and then you put that as a podcast and then that's it. So we, we say, no, we're not doing that. We, we want to run a normal radio station so that if you want to listen to us currently, you can listen to us. But if you, if you didn't have the time, you can go and consume our short content on podcasts. We don't put long uh, podcasts. We put short content podcasts on our radio station so that you can listen to what you want to hear at that time when you want to go into the podcast. So we use podcast as an emphasis for our radio station. We don't use it as our main drive for people to listen to us. So we use our podcast as an emphasis or as a catch-up uh, system on our, on our, on our uh, station. So all our, all our important aspects of our shows, you'll find them on our podcast at any given time. It's on demand. You can find it anytime on our app. So how everything came about to our radio station, the first thing I want to talk about is that we started thinking about our radio station uh, in 2014, the end of 2014. Um, the question was, how are we going to do this thing? How are we going to run it? Then we thought, okay, first thing that we need to do is to get a property where we're going to run because we didn't have space in our office. The second thing is that we went through a long research because we had never been in radio before. We had to do a lot of research in terms of how we're going to get into the radio space and how we want our radio station to sound and how to operate. We also travel a lot through our other businesses. Um, so we started picking up, con um, trying to get context and trends of how radio works these days and how to move radio forward in, in, the, in, the, new, in, the, new, in the new age. So we did a lot of traveling to understand exactly how we're going to do our radio station. The other thing is we didn't want to listen to too many people because it's actually very difficult. Sometimes when you talk to a lot of people that have been in the industry for too long, it might just be too, too discouraging to start something that you want to start. So what we did is we blocked out everything. We knew that there's people, we knew that there's radio stations in the country. We knew that people have tried a lot of things. So we said, for us not to be disturbed, we want to put everything away. We just want to do this thing and do it right at the right time at our own pace. So we sort of not, never listened to anyone, if I can put it that way. Um, we did a lot of uh, research and development. As I said, we used a local developer. We sat down with them. We looked at trends around the world. We looked at trends, even the guys locally. We all took that together. We put together our, our app and, uh, so that it can be unique. But what we did is we learned from everyone who's been in the industry before, and we looked at what's happening all over the world. We then went into, obviously, procuring equipment, making sure and understanding what type of equipment we need and for what and how. Uh, we went through a testing period of six months, uh, just internally in our office, uh, just checking how the equipment works, how the app works, how easily does it work, what can we change, what can we not change, what are we struggling with. So we took a six months um, sort of uh, 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 time to test our app before we went on air. And what is actually on our app, um, on www.visionresponsible.co.za and our app, is we have very simplistic uh, uh, way of obviously people consuming our app. Because we want it to be easy and for people to be able to find what they want easier and quicker. As you can see, this is basically how our pages look like. This is the landing page. We have a schedule, presenters, podcast, live chat, competition. We also have a very special feature on our app, which is a live spot app. So we can do live commentary from on-site. 
So it's basically there. So whenever we have deals with certain sporting codes, we do live commentary, but it's on our app. It's just a, a click of a button. Um, this is the lineup for the day. These are the presenters. This is the podcast. We have a live chat. And at the end there, as you see, that's where the live spot uh, um, um, button is at. We also created at the bottom a space for advertisers to be able to advertise. So it rotates depending on who wants to advertise and for how long and how much they're paying. So we, we created that for them. As much as we have like liners on radio and adverts, but we also created this at the bottom so that you can be able to advertise. Um, our lineup basically is very, very simple. We have a full-on lineup. We run like any other uh, normal radio station from 6 o'clock until 12 o'clock at night. We run podcast overnight between 12 o'clock and 6 o'clock in the morning. Um, the shows that we have and presenters that we have, we mix them up a little bit. We took a combination of people that are broadcasters, sports uh, analysts, and some of them are people that are just not into sports, but they were broadcasters in other radio stations before, so that we balance the equation. And because of budgets also, you can't get the best of the best all the time. So what we did is we tried to take people that are knowledgeable in broadcasting and people that are knowledgeable in particular sports so that they can work together. So basically, in the morning, we have Tana Akamundo and Mbali from Soweto TV. We have Tato Mayeng from 9 to 12. These are Monday to Thursday. So the way we've worked out our clock is that Monday to Thursday, we have a sort of a similar way of running the shows. So the morning breakfast, guys, they'll talk about anything that happened the day before and anything that is about to come on the day. From 9 to 12 is Tato Mayeng with Liam Marconi. Tato talks anything, if I can call the unpopular sports. So she'll deal with anything from athletics to netball to aquatics to uh, things like uh, road running, to things like uh, 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 rowing. So she deals with all those sports that people never look at. So in, in her show, we deal a lot with SASCOC, which is a federation that handles all the sports in South Africa. So she'll figure out what's happening in the country and her topics revolve around that. And then the dynamic duo Mutsiriti Mohono and Stembile Shilembe, from Monday to Thursday, they deal with rugby, cricket, golf, and also they deal with cycling. So they specialize only in those four shows. So they go deep into cycling on Tuesdays. They go on Mondays, they go deep into rugby. On Wednesdays is golf. On Thursdays is cricket. And then uh, from three to six, I've got Paul Munisi and Lerato Pajo. Uh, as, as you know, Paul is a seasoned uh, broadcaster and Lerato, she's a football analyst and she's got an A license coaching, football coaching uh, license. So they handle everything football every day, Monday to Thursday. And then we have a show called The Player Zone from 6 to 8, Monday to Wednesday. We do everything behind the scenes of sports. So all administrators, sponsorships, uh, anything out of the field is being handled by Khoso Pekan. And on Thursday, Romy Titus does a special show called uh, Player Zone uh, Extra or Special, where she'll have a special guest in a particular sport that she interviews. It's actually just an extension of that. Then we have the back four. The back four comes in on Mondays and Tuesdays from 8 o'clock till 10 o'clock. The back four, basically what they do is they just take what has happened during the day and they emphasize on it. They don't have guests in the show. It's just the, just the four guys discussing what has been happening in the sporting world throughout the weekend and on Mondays and Tuesdays. And then we switch it up on Wednesdays and Thursdays. We have Grace Matswana. She deals with uh, fitness, health fitness, and she does a bit of gossip in sports, like, uh, you know, footballers' wives, or this guy looks hot, or whatever. 
they do a bit of gossip and nice angle. They handle all the nice angles of the sport. But they mostly focus on gym, uh, fitness, health, eating. Um, they deal with books that are healthy, and so on and so forth. And then Friday, we switch our, 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 our content a little bit. Um, we have Kevin Evans, Friday morning, 6 to 9 o'clock. He deals with the National First Division football only because we believe it's actually a football division that is not being concentrated on and it's quite actually crucial for a football league in South Africa. That's all he does. Okay. So that's basically what, what he does. And uh, on the weekend, we have a health show, we have a boxing show, and we also have a music show, and we have a basketball show also that handles everything. And on Saturday and Sunday night, we also have those two shows that are music shows, but they do sports updates, because on the weekend, we have a lot of sports live. So what they do is they don't actually talk much. They play a lot of music, and they bring DJs, but every half an hour, they break into uh, sports updates, what's happening, scores, and what's been going on. So, yeah, these are the shows that I've spoken about. I wanted to play clips, but I think time is... Oh, okay. So, this is how our radio station sounds like. World Cup, we have the AFCON, and every two hours there's another game. There's another so game. Thank, thank you so much, Sonia, for catching up with us. And, you know, even though the Bulls didn't win from over the weekend... Um, congratulations on showing a brand of rugby. Hang out. Football, football, football. Sounds like it's going to be a really good one. You know that strikers want to play dirty, mm -hmm. especially in the box. They will yeah. milk whatever form of contact that's sure. there. We've got African kings when it comes yeah. to the music. As the one, the only aficionado when it comes to the decks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> DJ Fistas Mixwa. So, uh, yeah. so I have an idea of what the station is all about. Winning with Vision View Sports Radio. So the other thing that I wanted to talk to, to you about is the implementation of the radio station. When we implemented the radio station, we actually had a mo we have a motto in our office whereby we always want everyone to handle themselves as an F1 pit stop race car. So we want everyone to work the same position at the same time. So that's why we got to achieve what we achieved in the first year. So what I did is I took um, an F1 pit stop race car situation and I gave it to the office. I said, if we all work the same like this, guys, there's nothing impossible to achieve what we're doing. And basically what I did here is I, I played a video so that you guys understand that to put together a team like this, of 40 people doing one thing for two seconds, it's actually quite difficult. So... This guy's pitted here at 195, 1.97 seconds. So we try our best to get everyone to work the same at the same time. To be present. And that's why we, we got to win an award for the best internet radio last year, uh, sorry, this year, at the Liberty Awards. So, yeah. So we also, to implement, you know, it took a while. Um, it was a long process. It took us a year to do that. We had a lot of people coming in. We had a lot of dropouts. We had people leaving us for different reasons. We have to manage egos. Um, internet uh, was a big issue for us because we needed to have a stable internet. When we thought we did, we actually didn't have. So we had to change a few things. So it took us a while to figure out all those things. Um, dealing with people, managing egos, equipment challenges. But the pros are that we had people coming and we had people responding to our radio station, so it showed us that we were doing the right thing. 
Um, here I had a video, which I don't have to play, to explain that sometimes when you go through this thing, there's a lot of challenges. You actually have to go through what Sundowns went to win the Champions League, you know? It takes you time. You need to really win the league, get into the continent, play other teams, make sure that you beat them, go into difficult situations, come out of them, and then you end up a winner. So those were some of the challenges that we have. So what we're facing now as challenges is that we're not sure how government wants to regulate us because we know they want to, but we want to be part of the conversation when they do so. The other thing is that um, we find that a lot of people, they don't have the mindset that we're having. So it's a bit difficult because a lot of people are coming from traditional radio. When they come into digital spaces, it's a bit difficult for them to, to work with us or deal with us. We find that also uh, advertisers or sponsors, they find it difficult because they don't know how to engage with us. But we, we say we want to be ahead of that. We want to have conversations with them to design a system for a digital space for them to be able to advertise and be satisfied. So that's what we are busy with at the moment, to deal with advertisers, to make them understand how we work and how they can, we can monetize and how they can gain value from us. The future, it's, for me, is very simple. It's content. What content are you giving? And what platforms are you, are you using to give that content? We are using a digital platform, and we love it. And creativity is very important to take creativity, to create the content, use the content as a platform. Internet, we know that in the future it will be cheaper. It's a fact. Whether now they're still stuck in their own ways, but we know that in the next two, three years, it will be loose and we will be able to compete with the traditional radio stations. Innovation, it has to always be there. We have to innovate new apps. We have to come up with new ways of consuming radio. We have chosen the digital route, and I guess a lot of people don't like to do that also. Also, the other thing that I want to talk about is that we, we're just not a, a radio station. We implement certain programs that go with our radio station. So, for example, we, we work with Temba Bavuma for his foundation. We take kids to school. We also sponsor his bet, his uh, uh, betting, uh, his bet. As you know, he's the first black South African to score 100 in a test match for the Proteas. We also work with Nobushe Zamini. She's actually one of our biggest ambassadors. She's the number one female golfer, um, I think, in the country at the moment. We also helped her to move from number 251 to number 51 in the world. So we're trying to push her into the top 10 of the world of the PGA. The other thing is we also sponsor Kotazum uh, Bojani, which is the number one female wheelchair tennis. And she's also a Grand Slam uh, participator. She came second in Wimbledon, I think, two years ago, and last year, fifth at the US Open. We also do like a high school football league uh, as part of giving back, but it's part of our radio station also um, in Mukhali City. So we take 10 schools, we sponsor them, and we created a league obviously in conjunction with the Mukhala City uh, municipality. Um, lastly, also, we do boxing, a boxing tournament that we broadcast on and we sponsor. Uh, it happens at the Kahizu Memorial Center um, every four months. So Dida is a promoter and a trainer, so we work with him together to produce that particular content and put it on our radio station and also on our TV platform. We also have uh, uh, the SA Spring Open, which is a tennis tournament that is going to be starting this year that the radio station is working with. We're trying to get this into a Grand Slam. It's an ITF-sanctioned uh, tournament. And yeah, that's what, he, that's what Vision View is all about. And thanks a lot.